Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. I hope you're all well out there this week and uh, yeah. fight and fair. Fight and fair. Hey, let's stop fucking around now and get straight into Wait the news. On. Was there fucking around? <laughs> uh, are you happy to get into the news? Oh, jeez. Here we go. Let's go, Craig. You all can right. Take it away. All right. From the Daily Mail... And we're back on the bloody lazy girl jobs. Daily Mail. I'm glad you pick really <laughs> renowned news sources. They're easy to read and got lots of pictures. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> that is not surprising. But anyway, back to the Daily Mail. Yes, yeah, so searches for lazy girl jobs are up 1,267% over the last month, according to Workamajig. So the Work best part <laughs> the okay. best part about this is it's ranked or given us the top 25. Who classifies these as lazy girl jobs? I think Workamajig. <laughs> okay, so this is again another reputable source you've got here, Craig. No, actually, it's, it's the most, so the most searched job titles with um, lazy girl jobs in the search term as well, right? So number one is cloud engineer. Right, okay. and it goes to some really weird ones. Like number ten is museum assistant. Um, what? We've, we've got a. You actually have to turn up for that. A hotel night auditor, which you have to turn up for, right? An art teacher, but what gets me is number sixteen. And for all you out there, hold on to your hats. Number sixteen is talent acquisition advisor. Hold on. <laughs> yep, I can hear our listeners swearing bullshit right now. Oh, lazy girl job. The gift that keeps on giving. Over to you. Okay. So I'm going to come in. Um, unemployment rate climbs 3.7% in July. So Australia's unemployment rate reached this uh, 3.7 in July, uh, according to the ABS. It went up 0.2 from its historic low of 3.5 in June as a number of unemployed People increased by 36,000 um, and employment dropping by around 15,000. So the fall in employment follows an average monthly increase of around 42,000 people during the mm. first half of the year. Employment is still around 387,000 people higher than last July. Okay, that's coming from Bjorn Jarvis, Bjorn. the ABS head of Labor Stats. And, so, and member of ABBA. Yes, the fifth member of ABBA. <laughs> mm, interesting. Hey, I've got one that you and I have been arguing about over the last week and you don't want me to even mention, but I'm just going to go out here on a limb. So from LinkedIn, oh, there was a post last week, right, and where a recruitment tech vendor in Queensland went in their own words, nuclear, on members of our very own talent acquisition community. And this was about a post from about 18 months or so ago. Now, due to late po- to the party, wouldn't you say? A little bit late. Due to possible legal ramifications and a love for many of the people targeted, I'm not going to mention names, but Lauren, some of these people were tagged in the post along with their current and past employers, right? So my question is to you, how can anybody, not just members of our own internal talent community, protect themselves against possible career assassination. It's it's not fair. I don't know. Do you have the answer? No, I don't. I was going, there's, look, so there's, you're just asking a question? I'm, I'm just out there. Look, there's many issues around mental health uh, and well-being with this specific situation along with others. But LinkedIn is a platform that we all live on in our job. It's a tool of our work. And I think that more needs to be done to protect its users. 
I agree in that sense. I just think that people need to treat it as the professional work platform that it is and be professional. That's all I have to say on the matter. I know you do. So let's move along. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> that non-news story there. It was a news story. No, it wasn't. Always no, big. it wasn't. It was not big at all. It was just a nothing. Okay, so the Australian gender pay gap has hit a record low, but don't think that this means we've fixed it, people. The gender pay gap in Australia fell for the second consecutive year to hit a low of 13% on average, according to, again, the ABS. Yeah, yes. So this means that every dollar a man earns in Australia, a woman makes 87 cents annually. And this means that women on average are earning 13000 less in their base salary than what men are earning. And this is the strongest annual growth since May 2013. So, okay, um, I, I guess with, you know. It's an on average. It's not industry specific. <clears throat> yeah. It's on average. And I guess with the Uyghur reporting and all the pressure that's mounting on businesses, mm-hmm. that this is helping. Uh, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't be about, oh, hang on, you're going to get named and shamed if you don't do it. It should have happened, I don't want to say organically, it should have happened naturally. It should be natural. It shouldn't even be on the agenda. There shouldn't be a gap. Yeah, exactly. But then again, yesterday I saw an article that Natalie Flynn shared from Equity on um, LinkedIn and it was from the Australian newspaper was it the age? One of them. Anyway. And it went on about a chef working with a, a group here in Melbourne and when she found out that her equivalent three other workmates were earning $15,000 or more and they were a year and they were men. Mm. The same job. Exact same job. Same skills, same experience. Absolutely. Tried to get a pay rise, they refused to give it to her. That's mm. no, not on. Look, I think that the more you and we – continue to highlight it and the more other people do, it's going to continue to – that gap will get narrower, but there just shouldn't be a gap. At the end of the day, there just shouldn't be. This should not even be a fucking topic. No, it shouldn't be. But, again, it is. Talking about classy publications, I've got this one from the Courier Mail up there in Brisbane, Vegas. I got you a subscription to the fucking (laughs) Economist and to the Fin Review and you use it. No. And you're going with the courier mail now. Courier mail, mate. Should schools teach students about recruitment? So um, the person who wrote the article said their career in recruitment taught them a lot of things. And one thing that stood out the most is that there are a lot of people out there who don't understand recruitment processes. So with the job market being so competitive and knowing how to job search and interview effectively will help you uncover opportunities that may not be advertised yet – wouldn't it make sense that kids are getting access to how to interview, how to go through a recruitment process at school? Yes, it would be a very good idea because I remember way back, probably um, dinosaur era. When here, you were at school. When you were at school as well. <laughs> um, well, not so much. It's just There was a little like a home ec course on how to read a bank statement, how to do like little life admin yeah. hacks. And I don't even know if they do that anymore. Well, I, I just it's it's weird because you know they they put all this emphasis you know, on algebra and simultaneous equations and and things that you're not going to use in normal life. Yeah, because that trigonometry has come in handy on a daily basis. Oh, hasn't it though? Oh, yeah. I know. I'm so Hot pot glad use I'm me up. <laughs> Get me a slice of that pie. <laughs> Three point one four one seven something something oh, something. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Again, it is not being used on a daily basis. No, it's not. It's not. But, yeah, a few little life hacks would be good if they don't already have that. So if anyone knows of this, reach out and tell us. 
All right, so my next article um, is in with our brothers and sisters in New Zealand. Yeah, so the New over Ze- the Dutch. Over the Dutch. The New Zealand Medium Weekly and hourly earnings for wages and salaries recorded their second largest growth on record to continue outpacing the country's inflation, according to data from Stats New Zealand. Wait, which so is- salaries are outpacing inflation. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So the Medium Weekly earnings grew 7.1%. Over the last year, to hit $1,273 over a year, the second largest annual rise in record and just behind last year's annual growth. Mm. So, yeah, so there you go. The gender pay gap has remained relatively unchanged, though, at 8.6%. Uh, that's no good. That, that's, um, is it, can, can that be, you know, sustained, though? Well, I don't know. I'm not an economist like you are because you've got a subscription to The Economist that you don't use. Um, Well, I don't know because I know there's a lot of labour shortages there. They've got a lot of other problems underlying there and not being an expert in New Zealand politics and financials and having a look at their books. I can't really comment, but I don't think it is going to be sustainable. Maybe we can get the um, New Zealand Treasurer on next week or the – Chancellor of the Exchequer and can come in oh, and Jesus give us some. Jesus Christ, can you just move on and stop coming up with dumb ideas online? I've got one more and I'm going all the way back to the Daily Mail. <laughs> anyway, employees in Australia could soon have the legal right not to be contacted by their bosses outside of work hours after the employment minister signals he was in favour of the idea. So Tony Burke was on Q&A on Monday here in, in Australia and he said the legislation would prevent bosses from contacting their staff via text, email or calls outside of work hours. Now this is something that has already been legislated in France and then followed by Italy, Spain, Portugal and Belgium. Do you see that happening here? Yes and no. My yes is to the sort of blue-collar arena. I think that will end up getting enforced because unions will stick to it. But when you come to private sector, people are paid well and truly above award wages for a reason. Mm. Interestingly, though, in the interview he was asked the question, uh, do you contact your staff out of hours and – he fumbled over the answer, and so that's of, a yes. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. So look, it's 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 rare that it. I'm not saying it's rare that it doesn't happen, but to legislate that you're not allowed is um, is pretty hardcore. It's ridiculous. Hmm. You ask me. From our great mates over at Indeed, Wear It Purple Day webinar is on this week. It's actually on tomorrow, Thursday, 21st of August, and you can tune into a special webinar to hear Chris Keeley, Deputy Director, Acon's Pride Inclusion Programs, and Lauren Anderson, which is in, who is Indeed's Talent Strategy Advisor. They'll delve into the current state of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging within Australian workplaces with a special focus on improving the experience among LGBTQ a plus employees if you'd like to register for the webinar the link is in the show notes Woo! and even if you can't make it they'll send you through the recording which is bloody brilliant but anyway let's move on to events 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 so i've got a couple of meetups for you everyone we've got auckland's meetup which is going to be thursday the 24th which is uh, this week i believe wow so that'd be tomorrow in fact and it is their 20th meetup at 5 30 at 155 fanshawe street i'm not exactly sure what venue that is get along here do they just rock up or do they have to 
register. Well, they do have it on the meetup site. Okay, so get on the meetup site. So I would get on the meetup site. Otherwise, you might miss out. Or do both. Yeah. Whatever. And then we've got Brizzy's Meetup, which is Thursday, the 28th of September, 5 p.m. kickoff at the Prince Consort in the Valley. And I'm sure that'll be in true Brisbane form, a fucking cracker. Early kickoff, late finish. Usually bloody (laughs) is, not that lot. (laughs) And uh, then I'm going to go with the Bounce 3, the panel van from the Rubber Band Network, is on October 4th and 6th from 9am to 12. The agenda is set, so jump on and register um, via the all Rubber Band channels. And as always, Eden will pop on a fantastic show. And you might wonder why Lauren didn't mention the Sydney meetup. It's because it's oversubscribed. You've you've missed out. (laughs) If you haven't already registered... Bad luck for you. Yeah, get on that waiting list, but I think that one's done. I think yeah. we're waiting to hear what pub they're going to do the after meet-up yeah, drinks at. That there. might be it. Final one for me is ATC 2023, Align Strategies, Empowered People, Impactful Outcomes on the 22nd and 23rd of November at Luna Park in Sydney. You can get your tickets on atcevent.com. And I understand, Lauren, that – Yes, the <gasps> early bird tickets are coming to an end on the 1st of September. So they have been so extended. So don't miss out because it won't be extended again. Yeah, and go. And obviously you've got the first timer tickets. I don't know how many of those are left, but uh, it's – I said it a few weeks ago. It, my first time was last year at the ATC and it was hands down the best TA conference I've been to in Australia. Because you were there with me. That would definitely not be the reason. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, that's all from the news desk. So it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Stay classy, Auckland. <laughs>